What's going on, everybody? It is 3.02 p.m. here in Chicago, Illinois. Sorry, we're starting a little bit late. I did end up, I was here. I did start a little bit late on purpose, just so everyone has like a little bit of time to get here. I forgot to set up like the the kind of the ske or schedule the live stream for today. And so uh, there's nowhere for people to like go and kind of wait for it to start. So sorry about that, guys. It just like slipped my mind today. I was uh, making a cake. Like a regular, like an actual cake, um, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here looking at. It. I posted a picture of it on Twitter. And I'm sitting here looking at, it, I'm like, really proud of it. And I was like, man, I, I got a lot done today. I made an entire cake, made frosting, and put it together. And it's on like a spinny thing that you could like, you know, um, spin it and frost it and all that stuff. And I was like, oh, I did a lot. And then I, I'm getting ready for the live stream, and I'm like, oh, I forgot to do the thumbnail and everything. So sorry about that, guys. But you guys made it. Thank you so much. Um, sorry for any of the confusion. And for everyone listening on the podcast version, hopefully you guys are having a good run today. Uh, it's raining right now in Chicago, so hopefully where you are, you're not getting rained on at the moment. And everyone watching this on YouTube after the fact, hopefully you, are, you guys are having a good day or good weekend as well. All right, let's see who made it here on time, uh, even though I wasn't on time. Mark. Chen Coco is here. He says, hello, Kofuzi folks. What's going on, Mark? Luis Becerra is here. He says, yo, what's going on? Inessa says, hi, Kofuzi and everyone. A nice nine-mile run to the Bothy with Pip today. Very mixed weather, but missed the worst of it. Very nice. Very nice. Um, I, uh, am, I, I I saw the Instagram, or maybe it was the Strava post today, Ines, Uh And I'm just like, I'm not sure how to say that word, B-O-T-H-Y, but I'm pretty sure I'm saying it wrong, but... I have a feeling that one day, hopefully, I can hear how it's supposed to be pronounced, uh, and, I'm a, and I'm looking forward to that surprise. Lee Joyce Chung says, hi, all. Steve says, hey, all. Kevin Bickerton says, hi, Kofuzi. And Sarah Mims here says, hi, all. What's going on, everybody? Leona says, happy Saturday. I hope everyone's been well. Awesome. And uh, JC's got a half marathon tomorrow, and he's resting up, getting ready for the group chat stream. Awesome. Very cool. Hopefully, you have a good half marathon tomorrow. I'm going to go for a long run tomorrow. I'm looking forward to it. Um, I'm going to go for a little bit longer of a run since uh, I'm not doing that, like the 10, eight, like the 5K or 10K training plan. Uh, that kind of capped my long runs at 13 miles or so. So I'm going to go a little bit longer. Not sure how much longer. I'm not going to try and do like a 20 miler, but we'll go for a little bit longer of a run tomorrow too. So I'm looking forward to that. And uh, I think I'm going to take the, the Puma Deviate Nitros with me. Um, so that'll be interesting to see. Kevin Yang says, hello. What's going on, Kevin? And Steve also has a half marathon tomorrow. All right, a lot of racing going on tomorrow. Good luck, guys. Stevie76 is here, says, what's going on? And Oliana says, see, I am. Oh, you know what? I totally forgot. Here's what happened yesterday. So yesterday, some, what, what happened yesterday? Something happened yesterday where I wanted to order the New Balance Rebel version 2, and I wanted to sign up for CIM, and then, like, something happened. And I couldn't, and as I was doing this other thing, I'm like, you know what's going to happen? I'm totally going to forget. I was like, remember to do that. Remember to do that. Remember to do that. And now I've totally forgotten. So we'll have to, I have to do something. Put my phone in a weird place. And that'll be a reminder. So when I'm like later, when I'm like, where's my phone? That'll be a reminder that I got to do that. So I got to do that. All right. Ah. Terry Farlong says, good evening. What's going on, Terry? And Lee Joe says, it's sunny here in Hawaii. Oh, that sounds really nice. Oh, that sounds so nice. Philip says, hi, everyone. Woke up on the minute for the live stream. I'm hoping to fall asleep soon again. Nice. Nice. Get some rest. All right. Nifty Ninja Sleeper class again. There's a detention slip with your name on it somewhere. Awesome. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Very funny. All right. Benzy News Shootdown says, hey, Kofuzis. What's going on? Shootdown. And Bert's here. What's going on, Bert? Good to see you again. Pia Johnson says, hey, hope you're doing well, man. Any recommendations for a running watch? You need to replace my Garmin 735 XT. Kind of looks like, kind of like the look of Cinto. Um, yeah, I mean, if you're, if you're running with the Garmin 735 XT, there's a Garmin 745 now, I believe. And then there's the Garmin 935, which should be on sale because the 945, I think, just came out a little while. Am I right on that one? Am I making that up? Um, so those are some options for you. Um, if you're liking the look of the Cinto, I would say I like the Cinto. It worked fine for me. It's just the screen wasn't that bright. So that's why I did. I, I ran with the Cinto 5. And then um, 
one of them is it the Cinto 7 or is it the Cinto 9? One of them is using is running on Wear OS, and I I, I just I I wouldn't recommend that. I just don't think that that's going to work for a lot of people. Um, I'm not really sure why Cinto thought that that was a good idea. That one's like a bizarre one for me, but I think there's another one as well. I think it's the 9 that's Wear OS. Do you guys know offhand? Um, but the Cinto 5 suited me pretty well. I'm not sure how it would stack up to the 735 though, just because I'm not that's familiar with the Garmin line. All right. And it says my pronunciation of Bothy is just fine. All right. Okay. That's good to know. Thanks. All right. Um, Benzinu says, glad to see your cousin Jamie on a long Insta Live. Yeah, I saw he was on the other day. Was it yesterday? Yeah. It's good. He's been kind of like um, spotty lately. I saw he did a, he did some Instagram Live stuff when he when the Texas Relays were in town. And then, but you know, I'm not worried about him. He says it's a huge marathon day in Australia, running festival in Canberra. Awesome. That sounds cool. You guys have like zero COVID down there, right? Something like that. It's amazing. That's so cool. Um, Bert says for a long run tomorrow, 15 is a nice round number. I think I might go for that. Um, yeah, I think, I think that. Because I was thinking like anywhere between like 14 and 17. 18 felt really long. So 15 would fit right in there. Rudy Deploy says, hey, oh, glad to make it again. Good to see you, Rudy. And Weezu1 says, new, a returning runner here. Just started to catch the 5K and decided to use it as a zero drop transition. All right. I really missed it. I wish I was running longer distances again. Either way, hello and thanks. Well, awesome. Welcome back, uh, Weezu. Uh, I mean, I think that, you know, if you're a returning runner, then you'll, you'll pick it back up. And I do think it's an interesting time to do a zero drop transition. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't have an issue with switching between like higher drop and zero drop shoes, but I know for some people it takes sometimes months to do that. Um, but you know, if you're doing a couch to 5k, I think it's probably a perfect time to kind of get into it and ease into it, getting that respiratory system and the musculoskeletal system kind of like, uh, readjusted at the same time. It's nice. And he says, I really miss Musha running long distances. I'm sure he'll be back in no time. So, yeah, you know, I was just thinking about um, zero drop, like the long transitions that some people have, because I was watching, uh, I was doing some dishes earlier today, and I was watching Ginger Runner's review of the Mafate 3, actually that I'm pretty sure I will not be reviewing. Uh, not because it's bad, but I just think it's way too much trail for me. And uh, he was saying that it took like 50 or 60 miles for it to break in. And I was like, oh, that's a long time. That's a really long time for it to break in. Seems like an error. But some, I, don't, I, don't, are, are, I don't know if like some brands are still intentionally doing that. Like making it so that it breaks in after 50 miles. I mean, that shoe better last a good 400, 500 miles if the break in is 50. But um, yeah. But then I was thinking like, well, you know, some people were, were trying to tell me that like to transition to a zero drop shoes takes months, hundreds of miles of running. And I was like, really? That seems like a lot, but maybe for some people, I think everyone's anatomy is going to be different. So uh, well, I wish you good luck, Weezu. And uh, I know you'll be back on those long runs, but in no time. All right. Um, Rick Sutter says, happy Saturday. Ran a half today, expecting overcast weather in the upper 50s. And it became sunny, humid, and low 70s during mile eight. Sometimes you eat the bear and sometimes the bear eats you. Um, yeah. When do you eat the <laughs> When does one eat the bear? I don't know. I've never heard of that one. I've heard uh, that phrase with Kodiak, the the um, the tobacco, you know, you know, bite the bear. It's, I think that's bite the bear, right? Uh, for that, for chewing tobacco, but... Um, yeah, I've never heard eat the bear, but you know, but sun, sun, sunny in seventies sounds nice. But then if you add humid, yeah, that can really change your, your, like your hydration plan. Yeah. That, but hopefully I'm glad you made it back safe though, Rick. All right. Nurbik says, hello, Kufuzi. Love from India. Can you tell me about how much hydration you do during your 10 K run or a 5 K run? Is 500 mils of water good for a 10 K? I think a lot of that's going to depend on how intense is the run and how hot is it during the run? For me, most runs for 10K or 5K, you know, I'm, at, I'm used to not taking on water at 5K or 10K. So if that's what, like a longer run for you, then it might be something where maybe the 5K you don't, but at 10K you do if it's an easy run. But if it's uh, like a hard run, you know, that might be something where you do want to bring a little bit of water 
um, for the 10K to drink a little bit at the halfway point. Uh, 500 mil sounds like a lot. I'm not sure that you need quite that much. Um, I'm trying to do the conversion into ounces because uh, the way I like kind of do the conversion is like I estimate about four ounces of liquid for every time that I take on fluid. And that's going to adjust depending on how intense is it and how hot. And so I'm trying to think of last summer when I was going for runs, I was taking on like some liquid every about, you know, three to five miles and four ounces. That's what, um, so 12 ounces, about 250 mils. Then that's like, what's a third of so like 80. So I think maybe like 80 to a hundred mils is probably, uh, a little bit on the short side, but like probably can get you through it. So, I mean, Maybe something like 250 mils, but I don't I don't know if there's like 200 other 250 mil like water bottles. That's kind of like a weird size for water bottles. I think there's probably some out there if you have like the handheld, like the speed flasks, something like that. That could probably work. So um, that's what I would kind of look like look at. But if it were super hot, then 500 mils might be okay. The other way to look at it is you know you can always just kind of play around with it and see what your body needs. And so I would say if you have a half liter like container, maybe there are speed bottles for your pack, or you've got, you know, a liter and a half uh, or a one liter hydration bladder, you know, fill it up, see how much you end up drinking, see how much is left over. Uh, when you're drinking as much water as you feel like is good for you, you know, drink when you're thirsty kind of thing, and then see how much that ends up being. All right, Leona Wong's gonna ask me tomorrow again about the CIM, signing up for the California International Marathon. Hopefully I'll have a different answer for you tomorrow. But I put I put the phone away and it's a spot. So when I go to get it again, it'll be my reminder. I gotta I gotta go and sign up for that because I want to do that. All right. Um, let's see where it go. Uh, it's just jumped. I think I'm getting behind on some of the chat. Guys, sorry about that. Um, Matt says the rock and roll San Diego is usually in June. Move to late October. Ooh. It's right in the middle of cross-country season. Wow. Did they move up because for COVID reasons? That's interesting that they would move a race in June. Because I feel like, I don't know, in June, I, I'm, I'm expecting a lot of races to be happening in June. But I suppose, like, Rock and Roll San Diego probably does draw from several hundred miles away. And probably some people might travel for that race. So, like, I, I, I could see there being a little bit of concern for that. But, hmm. Wow. All right. Brian Foran says, hello from Dublin. Kofuzi, you absolute hero. Awesome. I love that, Brian. Thank you so much for calling me an absolute hero. That uh, uh, that the way that it reads in my mind is when uh, Aussie Man Reviews, or what is it called? Aussie Man something? The one that, that guy, I don't know. Was that, is it Aussie Man Reviews? That guy. And when he calls everyone those legends, it kind of sounds like that. So I, I, I enjoy that. Thank you very much, Brian. Hope you're doing well. Um... Stephen Gershwin is waiting for a negative drop shoe. I've been thinking about negative drop shoes a lot. Um, there is a negative drop where there's like a shoe without a heel on it. It reminds me of jump soles from the 90s. I don't know if you guys remember that. Um, but as a short Asian kid who loved basketball, you know, I, I, uh, I resorted to the jump shoes. They didn't really, they worked a little bit for me. I mean, I was a high jumper in high school, but they, did, they didn't really work for me. But there's running shoes that look like that now. Darren Unfin is someone who reviewed them, the the author. And I'm trying to think. Oh, I think Matt Fitzgerald ran in them a couple. There's like pictures of him floating on the internet running in those too. Um, the idea being like, you know, it makes it impossible for you to be a heel striker because there's no heel. But the other thing that I was saying, I forget who, what I was listening to when someone was talking about foams um, and something that I felt when I... Um, was thinking about the alpha fly is that the zoom x is so squishy on it and or relative to like the zoom airbag in the in those that double airpod thingy in the front that it feels like a negative drop shoe when you're walking around because like your weight sinks into the zoom x while it's not compressing those zoom air airbags so like that that feels like a negative drop shoe to me when i'm walking around when i'm running i don't feel it but when i'm when i'm walking around i feel the negative drop ad says happy saturday night from ireland it's a beautiful house right here on your picture, AD. Is that where you're? Is that where you live? It's a beautiful home. All right, Bert says he upgraded from the 735 XT to the 945. And he uses it daily as a smartwatch. 
Battery time is amazing. It has all the features that he needs in smartwatch. All right, that's a ringing endorsement. I mean, I think that's probably a good jump to go from 735 to 945. Because then you're getting maps too, right? I think Is that the biggest difference? It, looks like, it sounds like there might be additional smart features in it too. Um, all right, Remy says, guess who got cleared to ride next week? Awesome, Remy. Glad to hear that. That's cool. Mm. All right, Benzie New Shootdown says, Jameson yesterday is also back on YouTube. He's read Lululemon Nice Guys gear. What's Nice Guys gear? Hmm. Interesting. All right. Um, I'll have to look for that. All right, Lejoy Shunk says, my day after my second Pfizer shot was very tired and fatigued and I had chills and today is good. Awesome. Well, glad to hear that. That means you're you're on the other end of it. I'm looking forward to getting a shot soon. Um, I've been starting to look for um, for vaccine appointments because out in the county, I look around Cook. Chicago is in Cook is in the county of Cook, so it's in Cook County, and um, the Cook County Department of CCDPH, Cook County Department of Public Health has opened it up to all residents 16 and older. And so like I put in my information, I wasn't claiming as like a lawyer, I wasn't claiming as anything else. I was like, none of the things apply to me. I'm not an essential worker. I put in my address. So it knows all those things. And it says I'm, a, 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 cause it like does an eligibility check and it says I was eligible. So I started looking the other day, but so far I haven't been able to get an appointment, but you know, it's exciting that I can kind of start looking for it. So I'm excited about that. All right, let's see. Lucas Lulis here says, hi, everyone. What's going on, Lucas? <laughs> Stephen Groshoff says, in fact, that's a good name for a brand and I'm going to drop shoes, road spikes. <laughs> nice. All right, Bert says he's got one more week until racing. Awesome. Pumped for my gym marathon on April 17th. Goal is sub 10, sub 310. Solo and unsupported, carrying all my fluids and food. Ooh, I think you can do it. I mean, hmm, solo and unsupported. I think that's not too bad, right, for a marathon. I mean, I don't know the gym marathon, like what the terrain and condition. I'm assuming it's a road marathon. But go for it, Bert. All right. Roberto DeVille says, hello, Kofuzi. What's going on? RSS says, hey, Kofuzi, would you say four to 500 miles is the upper limit with typical running shoes? It's 99% road and sidewalk. I'd say probably closer to 300 miles or what is, I don't know what the kilometers is on that. Um, so that's kind of where I put it. Um, some people get more, some people get less, but if you are going to spend a lot of time on sidewalks, sidewalks are typically concrete. Um, I didn't realize this and until someone pointed it out and now that someone's pointed it out, I'm like, oh yeah, definitely is. But concrete is more dense. It's harder than like asphalt. And, and so it, it takes a bigger toll on your body. And so I feel like you do want to have more protection from that. So like, if you are going to be spending a lot of time on sidewalk, then, you know, I would probably, you know, you're not going... You know, you're, you're, the rubber uh, outsole is probably going to last longer than the midsole is in terms of protecting your foot. So that's why I would probably look at 300 miles. But, you know, it depends on the shoe. It depends on, like, the the foam that's in there. And, you know, literally your mile, mileage may vary. But for me, 300 for me is not an upper limit, but it's pretty high up there. Granted, it's been a long time since I've had a shoe to 300 miles. This year I'm going to take at least one shoe to 300 miles just to kind of make sure I don't forget what that's like. Let's see. All right, we got some more here. Oh, Cameron says the Puma Deviate Nitro Elite is on sale on the US website in case anyone is interested. I am interested. I mean, I am and I'm not. I feel like it's a really good move for Puma to release their Elite Shoe now because I feel like 
I mean, the next percent two came out, the Meta Speed Skies come out this year. You know, the RC Elite 2 is on the horizon. I mean, there's already been some released, like Carbon X2, Carbon Rocket X, you know, so it's like there's been some, but I feel like once I th- I feel like the big behemoth, the other shoe that's waiting to drop this year in the running world, I think is definitely going to be Adidas. I think Adidas is going to have a really big year with their kind of like, I don't, I, I keep wanting to say revamp, but I don't know if they're actually changing the vamps on any of the shoes. So I don't want to say revamp, but they're coming out with like updates, major updates on most of the, like, I kind of like my favorite running shoes of there. So that'll be really interesting to see. And I feel like once those come out, like the level that you've got to be able to perform at for me to, to like kind of grab people's attention, I think it's going to be really high. And so I think it's good that some of these other challengers are coming in um, early in the year. I think that's a good move for them. But I am, I am quite interested in that one. I, I think I, I have a feeling that when, I, when I'm all said and done with Puma for this year, I'm going to think that I like all of them, but I'm really just, com- I think I'm just going to end up still being really confused about the DV8 Nitro and why it has a plate. But... I mean, if that's the biggest problem is, like, it seems to have an unnecessary plate. For a year where they brought in, like, four new, five new different shoes, and they're all seem to be good, that could, that, that'd that be a really good year for Puma. All right, where is... All right, Mark Trujillo, there is what I was looking for. So I came in second in my age group today in the Corvallis Half Marathon, 156.55. EVO speed, go- speed Goats were awesome on the muddy trails. Well, congratulations coming in on the podium for the age group today. Second place. Great work, Mark. Awesome. Yeah, and there's, <laughs> there's definitely a, a debate. Well, I, I thought there was a debate, but it's just Stevie 76 going back and forth. Puma and Puma. I'm going with Puma. I'm going with Puma. Um, that's how we say it in the U.S. And I think that's how it's pronounced. You guys told me earlier that's how it's pronounced in Germany. So I'm going to go with Puma. But then again, I don't see it. I don't say Adidas correctly either. So that's the, that's a really weird one. I don't understand why Adidas is pronounced that way in the U.S. It makes no sense, right? Because it's, it's, you know. Yeah, it makes no sense. But very little of what we do in the U.S. makes sense sometimes. All right. Uh, G. Calamita says, May you suggest a pair of shoes with a stack over 30 millimeters and a durable yet silent outsole. A silent outsole? Thank you. For all your sneaking needs. Uh, Over 30 and silent outsole? Mm, How tall is the 1080 version 11? That's, I don't know if that one's a thirty over thirty millimeters. I think it might be. Um, that's a pretty good one. What's the? I, you know, I bet you the glycerin is pretty good too, but I don't know what the stack height is out on that one either. Mm, the Bondi isn't pretty. No, well, is the Bondi quite shoe? Not sure. I'm not sure. The only shoes that ever like really strike me as being noisy are the shoes uh, like. The Audios Pro is noisy. The Metaspeed Sky is is a very noisy shoe. And uh, the Alpha Fly Next Percent, those are definitely noisy shoes. I would imagine the Tempo Next Percent is also noisy. But other than that, I don't I don't have a lot of shoes that I think of are, are particularly noisy. So um yeah, I mean maybe are do they need to be quiet because you're using them not for running? That that kind of is my question. Um. Yeah. All right. Rajib Das says, "I'm in, I'm from India. Is it wide, narrow in the forefoot or heel? Is it traditional in the heel being higher than the forefoot? Does it have a lot of cushioning? Is upper material relaxed or is it rigid? Uh, is there another question that goes with that? Which shoe are we talking about here? Hmm." hmm. I'm not sure what shoe we're talking about. But is it traditional in the heel being higher than the forefoot? Yes. Um, typically, it's either higher in the forefoot. 
Um, for most shoes, I think spikes kind of are a little bit different. Like track spikes are a little bit different. Um, but I, I don't, I don't really have a lot of. I haven't had any spikes on in 20 years. Um, but most shoes are much higher in the heel than in the forefoot. Some are zero drop. When we say zero drop, it's the same height in the heel and in the forefoot. Um, at least as the shoe rests, you know, there's then the effective heel drop, which I think is a much more complex kind of thing to think about. But when we're talking about this, the stack heights, um, what we're talking about is like when you're measuring the shoe like without a person standing in it. Let's see. Uh, CV76 says my shoe comes with a silencer. Uh, maybe, maybe. All right. Sue Ann says, can we get a cowbell for Mr. Random? Here you go, Mr. Random. Awesome. What was this for? Let me get, I don't know. I, mi I missed it. I missed it. Sorry about that. Um, yeah. Mr. Random says, you should hear how the English people say, Nike gets me angry for some reason. Yeah, you know, that's uh, what's funny is uh, in the Midwest, there are certain parts of the Midwest here that people say Nike, just like they say Nike in the UK or certain certain parts of the UK say it. But like, it's, it's not, it's not, it's Nike, like from mythology, right? Like, like the missiles. Um, so like, I, I don't understand like where Nike come from. Like, Whenever I like when my wife sometimes says Nike, and I just feel like that's like the Midwest, show, that's her Midwest showing, like you know, like we couldn't figure out how to say this, so we're just gonna say it how it reads, you know, kind of thing. Um, so I, I always think that's funny, and then I hear Andy say it all the time, and I'm like, he he knows better. I don't know why he doesn't say it like the right way. I don't, I don't think it's like a, a it's not like a common alternative pronunciation either. I I don't know. It's it's really funny, um, but I mean. You know, I'm not, I guess I am giving him a hard time for saying it, but like, yeah, I remember, I remember if people want to say it, that's fine. Um, I mean, I, I was thinking about today, uh, again, because I was watching that uh, Ginger Runner review of the Mafate 3, uh, how like Hoka has gone back and forth being Oneone or 1-1. One, one. I just think that's amazing. That's such a crazy story. Um, how they were like, ah, everyone's calling it 1-1, one, one, so we're officially now Hoka 1-1. One, one. And they were like, no, Hoka 1-1's one, weird. Let's go back to how we originally intended our name to be pronounced, Hoka Oneone. I just think that's funny. Um, they're like, tell me what you want to pronounce it as. We'll, be, we'll, we'll go by that. I just think that was amazing. Uh, I still, every once in a while, um, on Sage's channel, every time he says Hoka Oneone, I will just comment, I believe it's pronounced Hoka 1-1, one, one, like you're saying the number. Um, <laughs> and I, I, usually, I think he, I, think he I, I don't think he realizes that I'm trolling him when I do that, because he'll go into a long explanation of like the whole thing. Like they started out as One One, they did go to One One for a time, um, but then they reverted back to One One as like the official way they want to pronounce it. So that's a funny thing. That's a fun thing to do with Sage. Everyone. The next time he says like, "Thank you to title sponsor Hoka One One," you should say, um, "I think it's pronounced One One." Everyone should tell him that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I think it's so fun. Uh, all right. Trails of an old, old runner says, I've heard that Hoka is dropping the One One. Are they really? I, I would be sad if they lost that. I think the, um, the funniest one, like the fun, funniest like uh, thing that I ever saw, and I would love to have it as a t-shirt um, or as like a poster. Is someone took like the Tony 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 like the CD cover from like the '90s and put Hoka on, <laughs> on it? So I was like, "That's amazing!" Um, <laughs> I just think that's so funny. Um, but I, I think I will be sad if they drop the One One, and I think if they do, I'm always going to call it Hoka One One if they start doing that. <laughs> Oh, Mr. Random, here's what the cowbell is for. First trail marathon, 30 miles, and second marathon number. All right, great work, Mr. Random. Awesome. Uh, yeah, Mohan Changogo says, I like the one-on-one part. I do too. 
I think it's fun. It makes it sound Hawaiian to me, which I know it's not, but like it makes it feel Hawaiian, especially. And then like they've got it's got it like a it definitely has like a surf vibe with the like the blue, white, and yellow, and then uh, like the shoes named after beaches. I mean, it all kind of fits, you know. I mean, I know that's very different than like kind of their origin story, so that's kind of weird about it. But like, I don't know, they got like a bird that to me looks a little bit like a seagull. Or like, have you guys ever seen at the beach? Sometimes people will paint like white seagull shadows on on the pavement. Um, it kind of looks like that to me. Uh, <laughs> Benzene issue down says, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Tony Blue says, um, Hoka One One has too many syllables anyway. Good riddance. I mean, I feel like that's something that Hoka should have done for uh, April Fool's Day. Not, um, I mean, I think we were, I think like the overall global appetite for an April Fool's Day prank from like uh, like brands was pretty low. But I feel like that would have been a good one. And I'm still, I still um, assert that uh, the Hoka, what is it, the 10 9? That really crazy one with the long heel at the back, like from the ankle, there's more as much shoe up front as there is in the back. Like there's just like that weird one. I'm st I still think that that's an April Fool's Day joke. Um, and I think they actually made some of them. But like, have you ever seen that in the store? I mean, I guess I haven't been in the store in like 14 months. But like, you know, that one. I feel like that was an April Fool's Day joke that people were like not taking it as an april fool's day joke so we're like maybe we should make a couple of these but like they it was released i think two years ago like a month before april april 1st and i was like guys that shoe's ridiculous and there's no way it's real april 1st is coming up and the best april fool's day jokes happen like way before april fool april 1st so it's got to be so yeah Benzie says it could be called Hoka. Okay, okay. Oh, my, my, my mouse is doing something weird. Sometimes this app doesn't let me switch. There we go. Hoka, okay, okay. <laughs> Sue Anson, this is the Hoka troll live stream. Yeah, it'd be kind of funny. All right. Um, and Roberto says the Hoka symbol reminds me of the Texas Longhorns. I could see that, but it is uh, who's saying that? Um, it is a bird because they're like let's fly. Um, who said that? Oh yeah, Mark said the Hoka symbol is supposed to be bird time to fly. Um, yeah, I mean, I just feel like. Uh, I don't understand. I haven't really been getting a lot of that lately. Um, I keep wishing that at one point, like, maybe, like, um, I don't know, maybe one of the trail runners will start doing, like, the Mighty Ducks, we gotta fly thing. Like, I, I just want to see, like, someone crossing a finish line, uh, winning, like, a trail race in Hoka's, and, like, doing a ducks flying, like, Time to fly. Let's go, Hoka Oneone. Like, I really want to see that happen, but I don't, so far, I don't think anyone has done that or taken the liberty for that. And, you know, and maybe it's one of those things where, like, they need to, I don't know, like, they're, they're, none of the shoes are named after birds as far as we know, right? So I don't know what a Mafate is, but maybe a Mafate is a bird, but I don't think any of them are, or maybe a Kavu or a Hupana. I don't know if those are birds, but maybe, uh, you know, that's why, like, I feel like there's been a disconnect. From that one. Um, all right. Isayo Bin Leon says, "Have you tried the Asics Magic Speed yet?" No, I haven't. That's another one that I gotta. I'm really hoping to get soon. We'll have to see when I can get it. And Ty Brooks says, "So, do you feel running style cadence is affected by different running shoes you use?" I think it can be for sure. And I was actually just thinking about that today. Um, I went for a first run in the Under Armour. There's so much, there's so many words to this one. I think it's flow, velocity, wind, wind, velocity, flow. Velocity is the second word, but there's three words in it. 
And then the shoe says warp on the side, which I'm still trying to figure out why it says warp. But um, that shoe, um, you know, I've, as I was running in it, I felt like it kind of, in, in terms of cadence, not in terms of the way that the shoe feels, but in terms of what it did to my cadence, I felt like it reminded me a lot of the Turbo One, um, Peg Turbo One, where um, I felt like uh, it really encouraged a quick snapback of the feet up to the butt, you know, and, um, and that, which then encouraged a little bit of a shorter stride and more foot strikes. And so I felt like, oh, this is a familiar feeling in terms of what it's doing to my foot strike. And so I think when you see things like um, the uh, rocker versus an aggressive heel drop, uh, you know, it does change things just a little bit. And so I think that it can uh, affect you a little, depending on the shoe. Saragon McKenney says, Millennium Park and Grand Park, are they good for running or too busy? Uh, Millennium Park usually is full of tourists and it's like not like big, you know? So like, um, I, mean, I, I don't really know where Millennium Park technically ends. So the part where like there's the bean uh, and there's like, um, like there's like a climbing wall and there's like a play, a giant playground, Maggie Daly Park. Like that part, you're, you're not really going to do a lot of running in there just because it's like, uh, it's full of tourists most of the time. I do like to run through the bean even when there's a lot of tourists. That's kind of fun for me, uh, kind of like buzzing the tourists a little bit. But um, as you go further south, you know, I don't know if, like where like the boundaries exactly are, but as you get closer to like Buckingham Fountain, there, you know, it's like a big city uh, kind of park, like a green space. Uh, it reminds me a lot of like kind of like the the like larger gardens that are like that you might see in a European city. That's kind of what they're mo modeled after. So there's a little bit more runnability there. Um, but I feel like if you're in Grant Park or Millennium Park, just move over like a couple blocks and just get to the lakefront. You're going to enjoy it much more there. So that's kind of like what I would look for. Unless you're specifically looking to get more of like, you know, a an urban experience, you know, um, if you want to run by like the lions outside the art. Uh, Institute, uh, if you want to run by some of the art sculptures or across some of the bridges over the Chicago River, you know, that's fun too. Uh, it's a great run tourism kind of thing to do. But if you're looking for a good run and you're in the downtown area, I would rather people go on the lakefront. All right, AD says, I love this kind of trivia. In a YouTube interview, a Hoka rep was asked, What species of bird was represented by the Hoka bird symbol? The rep said, that was the one question about Hoka she couldn't answer. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, that's really funny. Hmm, interesting. All right, Remy says, Kofuzi, serious question. Do you ever put any thoughts into rotating your shirt short so the same stuff doesn't show up in too many videos? Am I overthinking again? No, I do uh, think about it a lot. Um, the main thing that I think about, though, uh, is one, I'm like, am I wearing this like every single time? Um, but the other thing that I think about more for me, my purpose is, um, I try not to have, uh, mixed brands, um, on the same, on the same day. So like over time I've been like slowly like getting rid of or not buying, I stopped buying like, like Under Armour shirts or Nike shirts or any shirt, like a shirt that has like a running shoes logo on it. Um, just so that it makes it easier for me. Cause like, let's say I'm doing a review of like the rebel two. I think like doing the Rebel 2 and having really great running footage and then having like Hoka shorts on. By the way, Hoka did send me a pair of their five inch shorts. It's really good, really good. It's got a nice back pocket in there, big enough for a phone. It has one other pocket in there. You can put some gels. It's a nice pair of shorts, but um, the five inch short is really nice. But um, I, I don't like to mix those things because my, here's my ultimate like goal on that is my goal is that like people from like uh, New Balance, for example, would see it and then they could easily share it, like at least amongst each other and be like, hey, look, this is how people are using the shoe. People are liking it, you know, so at least internally, if not like, you know, maybe they start getting some of their other people to be like, hey, can you share this video with your people or something like that? You know, so like the idea is to make it easily shareable for people who would care about um, seeing that. Um, and if there aren't mixed brands in there, then it makes it a lot easier. For example, other times when I, for more complicated reviews that I'm doing, and by complicated, I mean like, you know, I'm dealing with like, uh, like 
uh, either embargo dates or non-disclosure agreement before you know certain periods of time um, or other like terms that they don't want discussed like payment amounts and stuff like that um, then usually I don't do that <laughs> basically I usually end up doing those but a lot of times there in those kinds of videos they'll explicitly say like I don't tell you which brand recently did this to me I ended up not being able to do it with them because they insisted on getting final review before publication. And I was like, that's not negotiable for me. Um, and so they were like, all right, sorry. Uh, and I was like, yeah, sorry. But um, one of the things they had was a chart and they said like, all right, we understand that for some people it's not possible to like, you know, completely not run in like any other logoed pieces of apparel. Um, but like here's tier one of brands that must absolutely not appear when you're wearing our stuff. And then here's two where it's just like, it's okay as long as the logo isn't like huge, you know? So like, you know, that's like the main thing. I just try to make it easier for people to like say like, hey, this is a guy that like knows how to play the game a little bit in terms of like, if we give him a product, he'll give us a video that we'll, we'll like. So you're not overthinking it. There's, there's a lot of thinking that goes into it. Uh, Recycle on Wednesday says, why does it matter if clothes show up a lot? Does it affect your stats or something? No, it's not so much that it's <laughs> my stats, but like um, I do really like, for example, the Tracksmith lined half tights. Uh, uh, I don't know. Are they the Reggie half tights? I think um, I really like those. But like, you know, if I wear them in like every video, then it looks like I'm not washing my clothes and like every video has the same pair of shorts. So I do like to just mix it up just for a variety. Um, there's a part of me that's like, well, you know, I could be like a cartoon, like Bart Simpson, red t-shirt, blue shorts, like same thing every time. Um, and then you get like, kind of like a, you know, branding. Um, but you know, the colors that I tend to like black and gray kind of, kind of already do that anyway. So, yeah. um, so th that, that's why I like, I think about it a lot. Steven Gerzer said, if I ran with a kitten on my head, you get a million views. Well, I kind of have a video like that in the works. It's not a cat, but it'll be coming out soon. I got some things I got to buy for that one, but I don't know if it'll get a million views, but I'm hoping it'll get a lot of views. So stay tuned for that. That'll be fun. Um, Yeah, leisure things. I didn't realize all the restrictions in clothing wear when you have a YouTube channel. It need to be brand conscious. You don't have to, and I see people do it all the time. Um, but I just feel like you know, uh, I want to make it. You know, the way I see it is, you know, I I frequently kind of reject <laughs> the money um, whenever people offer it because um, I don't want to like do a review and get getting paid for review feels weird. I've done it once and it's just like mm, this doesn't feel right. Uh, that was like two or three years ago for uh, a laundry additive but um you know I, whenever i work with people whether it's a pr company or a shoe company the idea is like someone's working with me um and that's their job right and so what i want to make sure i'm doing is when i'm doing my kind of thing um that i want to get invited back right so that's like a big thing so i want to make what the people that i'm working with i want them to think all right whenever i work with that guy things go smoothly. I don't have to worry about him. So like, that's kind of like the way I, I look at it too. So, um, so my wardrobe is configured in a way that like, um, you know, there's just aren't, I, I don't like big logos on stuff anyway. So, and my, my wardrobe kind of doesn't have a lot of logos on it. So, uh, <laughs> Mark says, is it a, I'm not gonna run with the puppy. I'm not gonna run with the Puma, um, but I think you'll like it. Okay, Kev85 says, um, hey, Kofu, actually, the Alpha Fly actually feel like a negative drop shoe when walking. It's so weird. Does this feeling go away when you run? Yeah, it does. Um, because uh, every time I think about it, I feel like Doc Brown and Back to the Future. Marty, you're not thinking three-dimensionally. We have to go back to the alternate 1985. Um, but so when you're, when you're running on it, when you're walking on it, you're not compressing that airbag that's up front. So you have something stiff and something squishy. So like the physics are going to be, you go towards the squishy stuff and it feels like a negative drop to me, or it feels, it doesn't feel like the four or five millimeter drop that it is. When you're running, you're hitting the ground and that airbag up front is compressing. So it's no longer like 
feels feeling like a negative drop instead it feels more like uh more like the four i i think it feels more like it's more than four or five millimeters of drop when you're doing it that way so like that's that's how i think uh, it the when you think about like an actual heel drop you know i think of it the phrase that i like to use is the angle of attack so there could be the heel drop of the shoe but the angle of attack is like what it feels like your feet are doing when you're hitting the, when you're hitting the ground and that's kind of like i think that the angle of attack is actually much more steep on the alpha fly than the heel drop would suggest because of the way that the materials behave uh or mcgowan says have you got the course pace too i'm thinking i'm getting it for roberto seems like a good bang for buck i don't have it i reviewed the course apex like the the same week the Coral Space 2 came out and it was frustrating because everyone was like, oh, I want to think of, I want to click on a video about the Coral Space 2. And I was like, I just spent like two weeks running with this Coral Apex. Um, and I bought it and bought it myself and everything. But um, the Coral Space 2, I think is great bang for buck. Um, I think it's probably one of the best values on the market in terms of all the sensors and data that you get, uh, that you can get from that watch. So I think it's a really great choice, and it's probably going to be the watch that most people will ever need, especially if you're only, only, quote unquote, running. Remy says, my second kits are very vivid, so cars on That makes absolute sense. Um, but he says, now I get why so many of these vloggers wear black all the time. Yeah, I mean, I think maybe that's it. Um, the main reason why I... I started out wearing lots of black and grays, especially for pants, is because anytime I wear a lighter colored pants, it just looks like I peed myself when I run, unless I just absolutely drenched the short. So like, I used to have this really nice pair of like blue Nike shorts that I really enjoyed. But then like every time I ran in them, if I did like an easy run, like a regular run and I'm wearing them in the summer, like they would just be wet on like the inner thighs, just the way that the material behaved uh or the cloth behaved on it and so it just looked like i peed myself i had this one twitter thread going where like every time i ran in those shorts i just like would take a picture of like my feet and you could see like the sweat stain that looked like pee and it started out as like sweat or pee and there was like seven or eight like replies to myself with the same shorts and you would just see different shoes and different like floor <laughs> because blue shorts make it look like i peed myself <laughs> Jack Murphy says, "What's the best? What running watch is best for 250 euros non-music?" I'm not sure exactly on the pricing for euros, but I'm gonna say the Coros uh, Pace Two is probably one that I would look at. Garmin 245, I would look at, and um, yeah, that pricing. Those are probably the two that I would look at first. Sarah Saragon McEnany says, running films or running documentaries, which do you prefer? Documentaries, Unbreakable is good. Uh, I'm trying to think. Um, I don't know that I've actually watched like a ton of them. I like what Billy Yang does. I like what Ginger Runner puts out. But other than that, I haven't like, I watched, I've, I've watched like a couple other ones and I'm like, I don't know if I like these. Um, the one like Billy Yang's that he just did of like the John Muir trail. That was really nice. There was a sadness to it though. There was a loneliness to it though. That made me very sad watching it. That I don't think was an intentional thing that he wanted to make a, a, a storyline in it, but I felt there was like a loneliness there. And then, uh, so, you know, so I worry about Billy. I hope he's doing okay. Um, and then uh, Ginger Runner, the one with Gary Robbins where he didn't make it to the fence and running the Barkley Marathons, that was amazing. That was a good movie. I enjoyed that one. I'm trying to think. There was another one of a woman who was trying to do this giant FKT. Um, Solomon usually puts together some good running films. Uh, I forget where she was running, but she had to run like every day uh, for like six or seven days. And she had to hit certain times because there were certain ferries that she had to catch. And the ferries only ran like once or twice a day. I forget what that's called, what, what that video was, but that was a really good one. I was like, how is this woman running like this? This is insane. 
Yeah. Mr. Random says, black bottoms and bright top work for me, but trying to cut back on the logo. Yeah, that's a good, you know, but like, then I run into the issue of like, uh, I'm a little bit colorblind and I have a really hard time like thinking about which colors go together sometimes with clothes. And so I'm like, well, I don't know what these, what's going on with these shoes and I can't, can I wear a green shirt with this one? Can I wear a navy shirt with this pair of shoes? I'm not sure. I mean, I know it's running, so it's like, whatever. But I'm always also like, is it going to look funny? I don't know. Um, Dr. Rami Nader says, the Barkley Marathon documentaries are awesome. It's a crazy, it's a crazy event. I don't think I ever want to do it. I'd love to go crew someone else doing it sometime. Um, but I'm, I'm, the more I think about that event, I don't think it's a running event. It's a, it's a, it's a weird human endurance activity, but... To call it a running race, I think, is maybe misleading. It's so much more than that. Uh, Matt says, The Jericho Mile is a great running movie. I don't think I've ever seen it. Series 76 says, Forrest Gump is a running film. I like to think of it as a running movie. And those are the parts that I really like the best. And Leona says, Love Billy Yang's films. Skid Row Marathon is a great one. Awesome. Um, all right, let's do one more. And, um, oh, secretly, Bo Miles, Billy Yang, and Dan Whitehead are my favorites. Yeah, I, I really want Dan Whitehead to do something very long. Like, his videos are so captivating. Like, even when he's just making lunch. I mean, he makes beautiful food. But, like, I would love to see him making something that's full length. You know, like, uh, I mean, not, like, feature film length, but, like, an hour, 45 minutes. Like, I'd love to see what he could do with that. Um, and then Bo Miles does great stuff too. Um, yeah, he's like a he's like a uh, like a wandering like a like a prophet. I feel like I feel like if he lived in a different century, people would call him a prophet, or he would be a monk. Which is a very interesting guy. Very, he will eat anything. <laughs> I watched the one where he walked to work. Did you guys watch that one? And like, uh, he's done it before. And he said it was like an 80 kilometer or 50 kilometer walk or something like that. A really long walk. And, um, or a really long commute. Um, and, uh, he, you know, the first time he did it, he didn't pack any food with him. I think the second time he packed some stuff with him. But he was eating like a banana he found along the way. And he's like, ah, just take this top part off and the rest of it's good. And I was like, I won't eat a fresh banana let alone when I found on the side of the road. It's really strange. That guy, some, I don't know. <laughs> Such a funny man. Such a funny man. All right. Yeah, Benji News says, Miles is the best name for a distance runner. Um, yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. Um, I, I got to get going for today, guys. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Tomorrow's video, I think, is going to be a good one. I've already done, like, the intro and, like, the running sequence to it. I think it's pretty awesome. Tomorrow's video is going to be Alpha Fly versus the Metaspeed Sky. Unnecessarily epic. Extra over the top, I think, for the intro portion. So that'll be fun. Um, and then we'll do another live stream in the afternoon, 3 p.m. Central Time, same time as today. Um, hopefully I'll see you then. In the meantime, be safe out there, everybody. Thanks.